Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see that uh, Michael Jackson thing. I had no idea it was coming out, leaving Neverland. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know why, but they also have a companion uh, listening or speaking about leaving Neverland. It's Oprah decided to have some sort of discussion about it. I don't, I, I don't know why that was necessary. Go, go back to your low-fat soups. Lee. Yeah, but uh, this kind of leads us into what we're talking about. Um, the the you know the the leaving Neverland HBO's yeah. uh, documentary two part documentary. Um, very interested in that. I want to see what it's about. It's about two guys who are apparently are going to tell that it was not uh, was not a magical time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and of course, what's the first thing that happens when we when we when we and this is already after Michael Jackson has had controversy. Oh, th- this has been going on for years, long before yeah. he died. Shit, how long has he been dead? So the minute the documentary came out, what happens? Take a guess. Oh, they want to. Have, there's a petition to close the show there at the go. at the no Manila all shows. Bay. Oh, all shows. All shows. Stratosphere, MJ Live, the One. Oh, basically wipe him. They off want to wipe him from off the, the public planet. consciousness. Exactly. Now I haven't heard the conclusions of the of the documentary series, um, and I'm sure it's uh, you know quite um, shocking. I'm yeah. sure it's shocking. HBO doesn't do much that isn't shocking. Um, especially making only six episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. That's that's shocking too. Oh, that is shocking. <laughs> I was expensive. They probably ran out of money. Yeah, probably. But um, uh, yes, that's our reaction. Well, here, Close here, them here, all. Here's another Wipe him reaction. Off the Long before Michael Jackson, yes. probably America's f- uh, greatest poet, Walt Whitman, uh-huh. was it w- w- was accused of the same crime, but probably worse. Yes. You know, he was he was not just a homosexual. Uh, but he was uh, he liked young boys. Yes, and he had been a teacher, yeah. and he basically got tarred and feathered out of a town where he was staying. Mm-hmm. When they found boys showed up with blood in their shorts, Ooh. you know, so yeah. so they blamed it on the teachers. One of the things he would not talk about as he got older. Yeah. Now you know that's something that about Walt Whitman that that woo, nobody talks about because of all of his other things that he did as not just as a poet, but as, as his philosophy. He's closest thing to a Christ figure the country's ever produced. Mm. Really, you know, is Walt Whitman, but. Well, and and obviously producers knowing that produced, uh, you know, Dead Poet Society, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, sucking the marrow from the bones bones of life and yes. yop and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was su- such a serious topic for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, the documentary came out. Uh, the petitions, of course, immediately came out. I don't know where these people come from. I, I, I they just literally come out of the woodwork. Uh, ready, you know, when this documentary came out. Yeah. Uh, and they want to close everything and they want to wipe his name off the uh, history books and, and that he'll never exist, which is not ever going to happen. Yeah. Uh, his infamy assures he will always be remembered. Yes. Um, and his talent. Because a lot of the times, especially in Vegas, they 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 want to wipe away everything that he did positively along with negatively. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. Um, uh, he still, you know, Cosby was funny. Michael Jackson was talented, you know, and all these people did do things. Spacey, I, I wish he didn't do what he recently did with that YouTube video. He, oh, he I didn't absolutely see crazy. Yeah. You know, now on the other side of it, people that I didn't find necessarily, um, 
talented that had the same storyline, R. Kelly. His interview was was just outlandish. Oh, that was, was crazy. Crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I've never. I mean, there's just no other word for it. He was n- just a nutbag. Yeah. And I and I absolutely think he did something inappropriate and or many things inappropriate. I think Michael Jackson did as well. Obviously, you know, Bill Cosby is found guilty of that. But I don't know if we should wipe away their entire existence. But the first thing, first thing, Las Vegas is yeah, supposed to close know, their shows. You're, you're talking about the petitions. There was one yeah. I saw the other day. I couldn't. I, I almost wrote in this. Get a fucking life. Yeah. They want to petition Disneyland to 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 sell gluten free churros. Yes. You know, I mean, look, if you have celiac <laughs> disease and can eat it, consider it a gift from God yeah. that you can't eat this shit. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Oh no, we're gonna petition them so we can we can eat this shit too, just like everybody else. No, I'm telling you, know? you gluten. Yeah. It, it, it's just, <laughs> that just amazes me. Yeah, so put put gluten in there with put Michael gluten. Jackson. That's right. Gluten That's right. and Michael Jackson out yeah, the door. Yeah. Out the door. Uh, but uh, Michael Jackson's shows are are there are I think three current productions right now. Um, they're all good. They're all fantastic. Yeah, I saw one. And I, I'll I'll opened. I'll be very interested to see if. Um, both Cirque du Soleil, who's a, who's a productive a production partner with MGM, uh, behind the one Michael Jackson's the one. I'll be very curious to see if they bend and say, "Okay, we'll close this one down." That's, it's a money maker. It's a yeah, big show, yeah, yeah. and it's a great show. And they're going to put hundreds, if not thousands, of people out of business, out of uh, work. If they, you know, follow this this ridiculous trend that happens all the time, so I'll be very curious. But having said the word magical, yeah, I'm going to very awkwardly transition into what we're talking about today. Uh, magic shows. Yeah, uh, we've often talked about. John has friends. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, Darwin. 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 Very old man. He's old now. Well, he's, he's an in old late guy. 80s, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, a magician here in Las Vegas. Uh, and I guess if you once you're a magician, you're a magician for life, right? That's right. In yeah. fact, I knew a guy. I knew a mag- another magician. Now you have to understand about magicians. They, they come in all walks of life, just like people. Sure. Some of them are, you know, uh, there's even a, a branch of magic, Christian magic, where they base, where they more or less preach uh, gospels and they use magic as a way of 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 demonstrating them, right? Huh. So there's a whole there's a whole uh, 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 subculture of Christian magic. I don't know any of those people, <laughs> but <laughs> I know some of them are full of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I listened to him anyway. And one guy told me that uh, years ago he was neighbors with Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson lived in Las Vegas. Right. Exactly. Yes. And and uh, you know I thought yeah 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 that's all right Jeff yeah we had photos. And it was Michael Jackson. What can I say? You know, it was Michael yeah. Jackson. And he said Michael Jackson really liked magic and knew a lot about it. Mm. He knew the old guys like Howard Thurston, who was, you know, a, a back in the day of the of the tra- of the traveling magic shows in mm. the in the thirties. Um, that was that was a prominent name. He knew all about that. He was very yeah. interested in that. It makes sense with everything else. Uh, Neverland and yeah, magic. and he was a voracious collector of things. I mean, yeah. he, he and and strange, awful. Um, uh, you know, gothic and and grotesque things that yeah. he collected, uh, but yeah, I, I knew kind of uh, his his propensity to, for magic. But yeah, um, uh, magic in Las Vegas has been um, I, I think has a storied history. I mean, it, it, it there's always ha- has been a magician. You know, even back in the times of the Rat Pack, you know, they had mag- magic openers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now headlining ma- magicians, that, uh, as far as my research, that didn't come about until what I'm going to refer to as modern Las Vegas. Uh, 
but otherwise they were they were sort of a um, an aside a side show a side act um, and uh, I don't really know I wanted your opinion on this uh, the, uh, the mentalists do you collect do you sort of put them all together in one group yeah they have they you have do. a group of okay. you know the, the mentalists and again there, there, there's there's some that are psychics the, mentalists yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. including like yuri geller who was a member of the american the society of american yes. magicians at yeah. the time when he was saying that he was you know in contact with with intelligence the seven intelligences on the planet hoover how could people believe that shit yeah back in the 70s yeah you know always oh, <laughs> no and that was that was a whole thing when you watched him on television you know if you watched a regular magician on tv close-up guy yeah they would always move that camera right in on his hands. You could see dirt under his fingernails if he had any. Yeah. Right? Uri Geller say, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not a magician. I'm doing this stuff for real. They back up. It's like, oh, well, we're going to yes. take you at your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a spoon bender, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. It, yeah. You know, it's, it, the, it's hard for me to put, I don't know if magicians and, um, and illusionists and the, and the performers of today like being categorized with mentalists. Because I think magicians, they know that it's an illusion. They have designed these, I'm going to call them tricks, and I think that's probably a, a misnomer. Um, but they've designed these, they've taken great pains, probably a lot of money too, yeah. uh, and uh, patented these uh, tricks. And, um, you know, but they always know that they're entertainers, they're illusionists. And and they they you know the prestige movies aside, they they, they will admit that it's just a trick. Yeah. We're fooling you. We're, yeah. We know. Yeah, there, there's an honesty to it. Yeah. they're basically saying. I mean, are they? You know, again, magicians and 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 card cheats are often banded together, right? Yes. They're, they're cheating. Well, no, the magician is telling you, I'm going to lie to you. Yeah. The same way a writer does, right? A writer says, oh, there's a story. These people aren't real. I'm making it all up. Right. You know? Right. But you go ahead and read it and you enjoy it. So it's kind of the same thing. It's it's an illusion. Yeah. Um, what they don't like are the people that, and where mentalism comes in is that people who are saying that, oh, no, 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 I'm using, you know, psychological subtleties or whatever. No, they're not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's gaff stuff. It is there, and they have shills, and they have, yeah. you know, uh, you know, compatriots that are filled in the audience, yeah, and and or or it's just basic stuff, you know. Yeah. They have people that will ask questions that people don't realize they've answered, yeah. And, and you yeah. know, magic is really when you when you when you read the uh, books on, on on the craft of magic, um, it really is it's it's an it's an academic endeavor in mm. that if there's a move somebody uses, he has to credit where that move came from. And they will argue back and forth whether or not, you know, uh, Ed Marlowe or Di Vernon invented this move. And they'll say, no, no, it was it was Vernon learned it from this gambler that he knew of. Dad Stevens taught Vernon that and Marlowe learned it from and they'll and they'll fight about this. stuff, yeah, yeah. About who came up with the move first. Right. You know, uh, you know, 75 years ago. Right. And it's just like, oh, it is interesting on one hand, but other who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, the, there's a question for you at the end of the show here um, regarding uh, Ricky Jay. Uh, so we'll, we'll save that to the end. But yeah, yeah uh, things of that nature. And, you know, Ricky Jay, of course, is a wonderful historian. Oh, yeah. And he would agree historian. with you about the, the, the history and the mathematics behind everything and, yeah, the, and yeah. the academics for sure. Yes. Uh, but let's talk about some current magicians going on today. All right. Uh, I've had a lot of people say they're coming into town and they want to enjoy a show. And, of course, I try to throw them 
you know, the, the popular shows, the hard ones to get into. Uh, but there are t- a tremendous number of uh, magicians, and if it's your thing, um, uh, oh my gosh, you could you could yeah. spend. It isn't as many big as days. it was, you know, in two thousand. No, when we opened yeah. the Venetian, every, every place had a magic show, and then it's just it was like Cirque du Soleil mm-hmm. back then of magic. Yes, right, and then when it kind of on the wayside, when yeah. Siegfried and Roy pretty much folded up, and yeah. then Lance Burton uh, retired, and now all of a sudden, it, yeah, magic was kind of an old Burt Lanceman. Uh-huh. All right. So, so, and speaking of Burton, and I, I they're definitely not. Um, I, I looked this up. Yes, they're definitely not related. Nathan Burton. Nathan Burton. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to combine him with Matt Franco. Uh-huh. Uh And they're both. Um, uh, uh, well, Matt Franco is. Uh, uh, well, they're both actually uh, uh, sort of. They jump around a bit, but they're they're associated with the link. Yeah. Um, and they're also associated with, uh, but not winners of. America's Got Talent. Uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it proves uh, that uh, people actually do go from that show to a success. Yeah. Now, uh, from what I hear, the show doesn't help them. Not really. I mean, they, they do. The number one person that wins does get a, I believe, a contract of some sort. Uh, but it's it's uh, temporary, and, and you have to, you know. But these other people, they go out there and they hustle and they get it. Uh, but uh, they're both sort of uh, co- comedy magic. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, lots of fun. I mean, but and they're smaller shows. Uh, they're going to be like cocktail, uh, like oh, those are classic shows. lounge shows. Oh, they're yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember seeing Matt King when he was at Harrah's. Matt King, yeah, for like nine dollars. Yeah, that was a local. I got a discount. Otherwise, it was fifteen. It included a drink. It was. It was <laughs> exactly. Really good, I said, you know, there are movies that cost more than this. Yes. Oh my know? gosh. Yes. And they don't come with a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't have to deal, you know, with all the uh, Marvel fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so no, Nathan Burton, Matt Franco over at the link. Uh, America's Got Talent. If you watch it, you'll know it from there. Uh, and uh, so next, I ha- I've got to go with the big one. Uh, he still comes through. Um, and I have a story about him, David Copperfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first got to Las Vegas, uh, I uh, sort of had to do the make my bones a little bit and, uh, and do some part-time stuff over at Sunset Station. Uh, and I was associated with the theater over there. And out of the blue, I get a call from this guy. And he said, blah, 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 David Copperfield wants to come see a movie. And I said, okay. Uh, and he said, he does not want anybody else in the theater. And I said, well, you know what? I, I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People suck and they chew and they loud and they, they just suck. Um, and, uh, and I said, okay, uh, I, I, how would you like to arrange this? Because unfortunately, this is a, you know, a typical corporation. Uh, and at the time, it was... Um, Regal, I think it was still yeah, Regal, yeah. Uh, and uh, they are a typical corporation. They're they're a, they're a terrible corporation, but um, uh, and I said, well, how do you want to do this? And he, I said, I can do it after hours. And he said, great. And I thought, ah, there's no way, the horseshit. There's there's no way he's going to show up. Not only did David Copperfield show up, but at the time he was dating Claudia Schiffer, and she was with him. Oh wow! Yeah, and they did this a couple, a uh, couple, three times. Did they show up like midnight or after that? Or uh, right after the last show, yeah. uh, which uh, the, the the last show I think went up at like ten thirty, then came about eleven. And, uh, you know, we had to stay there and, and make sure you can't just leave at the time. Uh, and at the time, it was uh, uh, still film. It wasn't digital presentation. Yeah. So you had to actually thread it and have a have a booth person and so on and so forth. Anybody that has worked for a theater should know this. Um, but, yeah, uh, David Copperfield, uh, and, and, and he was extremely nice, hmm. uh, very forthcoming. He gave, uh, gave us tickets to the show. Uh, and, uh, and, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, I think soon after that he, he, he split with Claudia, uh, but, uh, they were such nice people and, and they, 
other than the actual request of wanting the theater all by themselves, they were not the typical, the, the atypical, you know, celebrity. I mean, they, they were very understanding that they were inconveniencing us and, and very thankful. Uh, but David Copperfield, of course, comes through at the MGM. He, giant show, giant magician, you know, probably every magic award, uh, you know, known to man. Um, what do you think of him? You know, the magic community here in Las Vegas really doesn't like David Copperfield. Really? Yeah, yeah. It came down to um, uh, kind of like two, two of the big magicians here in town that, you know, was Lance Burton and, and David Copperfield. Yes. Lance was here all the time because he had a regular show at the Monte Carlo. David Copperfield was kind of like one of these resident ones, right? He would come in for three weeks mm-hmm. and he would go and he'd come back. His show was kind of like that. Yeah. So uh, Lance Burton was, you know, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. He was kind of down home from Kentucky, that sort of thing. He once punched out David Copperfield. To piss off Lance Burton, you really had to have done something pretty bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I know other people that uh, there was a magician who performed named Kevin James, not the comedian. <laughs> Same name, <laughs> gotcha. right? And um, he had an illusion called Snow. Well, David Copperfield does Snow because he leased it from... From from Kevin James, Kevin James. and wow. then he wouldn't let Kevin James use it anymore. Copperfield wouldn't. Yeah, okay. because again, I have an exclusive on it. Okay. Basically, so that's why I think he ruffled feathers here because again, he looked at things from a, and he didn't associate with anybody. He didn't show up to meetings or, or yeah, hang out, you know, and that's fine. Um, but that was something that um, that uh, so, so he didn't make any friends with that. And, huh. Yeah. So Lance Lance Burton threw fists at yeah. Copperfield. Yeah, I don't, neither exactly. one are big men. No, no, they're, they're very slight men. Yeah, uh, and so he leased it. Did, uh, what was the leasing period? You know, I'm not. How even do you sure do that? that. And, well, I didn't know. A, I knew another guy. Um, he was a good guy from the Magic Club. He was a stoner mm-hmm. type, but but he was. He invented illusions. He uh-huh. would think stuff up probably in his in his in his stoner haze. Sure. And then go figure out how to do it. And and um, the one illusion at this time, and I'm going back to 2004 or five. You might remember David Copperfield did. He would sever his top half of his body and his legs would walk away. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Was that. A mind-blowing illusion. Yeah. Steve Fearson, this this magician, he invented that. That was Steve Fearson's trick. Sixty-five thousand dollars. I heard that he, but he wouldn't tell, he couldn't tell anybody how it worked, uh-huh. you know, because it was an exclusive. He couldn't sell it to anybody else. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, usually you have some illusions and you see a lot of people performing them. Yeah. You know, the zigzag, um, which was the, you know, everyone's probably seen it. It was really popular in the seventies. It was invented by a guy named Robert Harbin. Um, it's a vertical box. Usually the assistant's female. She gets in the box. There's an outline of a woman on the outside. Her face Comes out of the top. Yeah, she holds a handkerchief or a silk uh-huh, scarf uh-huh. with her hand, which kind of sticks out. He inserts blades in her torso, and he slides out the middle section. Yeah, and the hand moves, and the toes wiggle, and what have you. It's called a zigzag. Okay, because it looks like that. I didn't know that. Now, yeah, I had a friend of mine who 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 had one. Now, at that time, back in the seventies, he paid like two thousand dollars for it. That was a lot of money. Sure. And I looked at it, and I was just amazed. I thought, two thousand dollars. For a cabinet, basically, I mean, what you are paying for is the illusion, right? Is the effect. Magicians, that's what they like. They call it an effect. They don't call it a trick. It's an effect. Mm-hmm. And it was a great effect. But the, the mechanical workings of it were very, very simple. Mm. It was probably, you know, how much did the wood cost to put the cabinet together in a paint job? Right. There was all the work was in the paint job. Okay. But other than that, you looked at it and said he paid $2,000 for about, you know, $200 worth of 
uh, labor and materials, but right. the rest of it was the concept. The concept yeah. that he paid for. That's what you bought. You bought the secret. Okay. But a lot of magicians did that. So sure, you know, sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that, yeah. that 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 was an interesting way to make money. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that, that design tricks. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, effects. Yeah. Um. But uh, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh. So so that's Copperfield. Yeah. Now is is he a great show? Sure. I mean, come here and see Copperfield. Uh, any of these performers we mentioned today, um, uh, well, I'd say most of them, <laughs> uh, I think are going to give you a great show. And, and, and especially the smaller ones, like you said, uh, you, you get a drink, you sit there, it's a two-top, you don't have to be bothered by these ridiculous crowds. And uh, so I highly recommend all of these. I can't say enough about them. They're hardworking folks. Copperfield just happens to be sort of the top of the heap of what we're talking yeah. about, sort yeah. of. Um, the next one, I think is a is a sort of an underground popular favorite. Although they're getting to be older guys, and they're they're they have a lot of uh, you know irons in the fire. Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. They've um, been there forever. Yes, uh, and and you know Pendulette is uh, has been brilliant in the marketing of he and his partner. Yeah. And um, God, I remember Pendulette was on Miami Vice. You know, as a as a character, he was a drug dealer, um, and uh, you know he's he's just brilliant in in the subtle ways that he keeps Penn and Teller alive. Yeah. Now they have, you know, the show called Fool Us, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, they, they sort of, they reveal, they backstop magic. They don't really reveal, you know, things that they shouldn't. They reveal what's kind of already out there, and they, they, they poke fun at it. And they're, they're wonderful comedians. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I really applaud them for being, I think, starting off the bad boys of comedy and the black sheep. And then they've become, I think, um, you know, uh, the bulwark of Las Vegas ma magic. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there are some really good, uh, I think you can even get it on Netflix if you're interested. They have History of Magic. It was a, it was a series. And one of the interesting things here, it's one of the rare times you get to see Rudy Teller talk. Yes. And he said people were so stunned because they thought, oh, you, you can. T yes, I can talk. <laughs> yes, I just don't do it on stage. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, he's in a couple of uh, sitcoms nowadays where he talks, but oh, he's, right? he's not playing, you know, Teller. He's yeah. playing, you know, whoever. Yeah. Uh, but Penn and Teller at the Rio, always yeah. at the Rio, never leaving the Rio. No, no, they'll be there. Um, you've probably seen him on. on talk shows and interview shows and he's 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 very open yeah. and and wonderful about letting people interview him and he has a house sort of out in the desert yeah and it is um i'm gonna call it oh a compound yeah and it's one of the more unique places in town uh it's always highlighted as one of those one of those places lonnie hammergren uh penn and teller i mean uh siegfried roy's house always was involved in that but it's just this weird wacky house that he essentially built himself or had built himself, uh, and uh, it's it's wonderful. So if you ever get a chance to you know uh, look that up, look it up on Google. It's Penn Pen Gillette's house, and uh, you'll get a kick out of it. But uh, recommend their show. Yeah, I mean, it's I, a good one. Good lord, I have to. Um, now here's a few I wasn't aware of, um, but uh, uh, apparently they are up and comers. All right, strong up and comers. Uh, Piff the magic dragon. Oh, he was on one of At those Flamingo. shows. Yeah, with the Chihuahua. Well, he wears a dragon suit. Yes, 
And I don't know if he had a chihuahua. Yes, that's the the chihuahua is is the part of the act. Okay, it's cute. Well, then I like him. Yes. Yeah, because I have chihuahuas. Yes. Um. Uh. uh and uh, they're they're vicious little animals. Yes, no, they are. <laughs> they can be. <laughs> they are. They I are. remember once I knew a woman with with a chihuahua, and she said whenever she had to give it a bath, she had to use mm. oven mitts because it would bite. Because <laughs> there are times I just. <laughs> <laughs> want to drown the bastards. Well, they, 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 I affectionately call them pocket rats. They have about three teeth. If you, yeah. if you, if they, you actually think they bite, well, they don't. But Piff, Piff the magic dragon over at the Flamingo. Yeah. Apparently he's, he's uh, scoring some points in the community. Oh, is he? Good yeah, for in him. The, in, the, in the show community and the magic community. Yeah, I know. Well, um, Penn Jillette has done a lot for Opportunity Village. Yes. That's one of the charities. Here. Yes. Yeah. So he's a good guy. Uh, so, so check him out over at the Flamingo. Uh, and Xavier Mortimer. Over at Bally's, hmm. uh, very much um, like uh, that, like the Pendragons. Yeah, um, uh, really an up and comer. I mean, he's getting a lot of good reviews over at that Bally's. Xavier Mortimer, um, less comedy, more tr- uh, classic magic. Yeah, uh, and uh, in the in the in the sort of the vein of the showman. You know, where he's not trying to, it's less him, more the magic. Yeah. And uh, and then following him is quite the opposite is Chris Angel. Yeah. Which is all Chris, not the magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Chris, what do you, so Xavier Mortimer, Bally's, uh, I, I recommend it if only because of the one sheet looks fantastic. It looks like Merlin. It, it's wonderful. Yeah. But, okay, Chris Angel, we got to talk about Chris. Now, Chris uh, hit it big over at the Luxor, got a great contract. Uh, and uh, basically in concert with his show, Mind Freak. Yeah. In fact, he's still Mind Freak, uh, but he's now moved on to Planet Hollywood. Uh, and uh, but after a long time, yeah, after a long time, uh, he had Cirque du Soleil again uh, involved in the production of his show over at Luxor, Mind Freak. Um, and uh, he had one of the, uh, the um, uh, choreographers from So You Think You Can Dance was uh, Wade Robson was, was part of the show. So... <clears throat> Started off fantastic. Uh, I I did meet him. I, I did a sort of a it's called a step and repeat where you you just it's it's a, a background and you shake hands and you take a picture. Um, and uh, he was quite nice. He was you know a really cool guy. But you could tell he was arrogant. But you know what? I think if you're a showman, you gotta be or nobody knows about you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. But then it, he, then the popularity waned, and then he he uh, recontracted over at Planet Hollywood. And I've seen a couple of when I on the rare occasion I go to social networking, uh, I've seen people that I know in the show business arena here in Vegas. They're they're kind of like meh, you know, uh, and or or just just bad. Now I can't I cannot speak about the show. I can speak about the other show. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you think of Chris? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. I think he's one of those figures like David Blaine. Yeah. Among magicians, people look at David Blaine and say, "Jesus, what, what, what's so special about this guy? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know how to present a trick." I mean, you know, right. he, he comes yeah. out, he, he does standard stuff um, that uh, that you can almost buy anywhere, mm-hmm. and you know, that was in his first shows. I'm going back to the to the '90s when David Blaine first came out. He sure. had the folding quarter and stuff like that. You know, you can buy it for eight bucks. Yeah. And it wasn't like he did something really uh, unusual or original with it. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a folding quarter, mm-hmm. but what I thought at the time was, yeah, but 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 people, a lot of people haven't seen it 
Because among magicians, I don't want to do that. It's old and I'm bored with it. Yeah, but but if the crowd hasn't seen it, if yeah. the audience hasn't seen it before, it's new to them. Yeah, millennials like a, hadn't seen shit before the 90s. That's so right. You could represent that's right. it. Yeah. You can just represent it. Yeah. And um, uh, so so he was never very uh, highly regarded in, in among magicians. And then he started doing more Houdini-type like escape sort, sorts of things. Yes. It's the same thing, you know, even with Houdini, he never really was considered very, very prominently among magicians because is he, that so yeah because okay. i mean he was hey, he was famous and yeah. well known but he was known for escaping stuff and 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 again it's my assumption i'm not a, a, a huge follower of magic but with with the escapists you know uh like david blaine and the uh you know where they, they, they pretend to injure themselves and and stick needles through their tongues um uh i'm assuming all of that is an, is an illusion is a trick yeah um and and however i mean they they the people love it people love the grotesque um and 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 that's why ripley's believe it or not are still around you know yeah. as far as museums and things like that and that that's what i think where chris angel uh thrived you know he 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 made it grotesque in 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 a fantastic way and yeah. and a dark way and and he just and his show was at the time it was odd and weird and new um, but as most things, you know, yeah. he loses the juice behind it. Um, but I know that his philanthropic and his charitable uh, endeavors here in Las Vegas are, are notable. Uh, he, he does a great job. And I think he made himself a part of the Las Vegas landscape. Uh, he's done, you know, uh, in the field, he's done wonderful tricks at Hard Rock Hotels and all different types of things. So I think he needs to be lauded for that effort. And again, the effort of entertaining in Las Vegas is, is has to be respected. It's hard, yeah, because it's day in, day out. You got to be Chris Angel twice a day, yeah. You know, and, and, and people get jaded. They've seen so many things, yeah, you know, yeah. And I, and and much like movies today, and any entertainment, and God forbid anybody that's you know speaks on the internet, uh, you know, people automatically say you suck. Yeah. Well, you know what? Stand in their shoes. He doesn't suck. You know, he's working hard out there, and and, and it's so unfair. You know, for people to to do that, and you know the trolls and all the stuff that goes on. So so you know, do you like Chris Angel or not like him? He's one of those fifty fifty guys. Yeah, and that's fine. He knows that. He knew he knew it when he started the business. Uh, but um, you know, he's over at Planet Hollywood, a great place to go to see underrated shows. And I think his probably now is underrated. Mm. And but you can see there's like nine different shows at Planet Hollywood, including his. And I think you should go over there and check it out. It's fun. Um, now here's one <laughs> uh, that I I don't know if I don't know if I'm I'm not gonna give it my respect immediately. But it's the Naked Magicians. Have you seen this? No, these is chicks. These are not chicks. Okay. These are these are dudes. Mm. Uh, let me well, then up. I don't want to see. Them. <laughs> They used to have women that did that. They had some stripper magician woman, you know, back back in 2000 or something like that. Right, so. right. Um, well, at least you can say they don't have anything up their sleeve, right? <laughs> exactly. No body loads. Yeah, John will be here all week, folks. Absolutely. Uh, the Naked Magicians, let me see if I can find some information on them. Um, uh, he, they're over there at uh, uh, the, right next to the Brad Garrett uh, uh, Comedy Club. They're actually in the Brad Garrett Comedy Club. Um, over at the MGM Grand. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, uh, they are indeed inside the Brad Garrett uh, Comedy Club. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read this blurb for right. both of us and for, for our listeners. The Naked Magicians are bringing their finely chiseled comedic and magical talents to Las Vegas from Australia for their first strip residency. 
starring Mike Tyler and Christopher Wayne, two of Australia's most famous magicians, bear it all. Forgoing top hats and capes for illusions complete with magic and endless laughs, left without sleeves or pockets, the naked magicians perform mesmerizing feats that are both baffling and entertaining in this magical comedy show. Well, okay. Um, that's kind of a first for me. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of nudity here in Las Vegas, thank God. Um, uh, less so with men, you know, and uh, that we, we have, you know, the ma- magic mics, uh, which is not magic at all. Yeah, Love a Garden <laughs> used to have guys yeah. and women both. Right? Yeah, and we have uh, Thunder from Down Under, and yeah. we have uh, we have a couple of knockoffs. We have Chippendales, of course, still. Uh, but Naked Magicians, I don't think we've had that. No. We've had Naked Magical Helpers. Yeah. We've had Topless topless um, Magicians Assistants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, I want to um, see those again. Yes, yes. Uh, make them reappear. Right? That's right. Uh, but Naked Magicians, Brad Garrett Theater, someone tell me how they are, because I'll tell you what, uh, with all the stuff here that I probably need to go see and do, I, they're, they're not going to be... They're, they're at the bottom of the list. They're not going to be top three. <laughs> they're not going to be top three. Um, so so uh, before we get to some classics that we've kind of already mentioned, here are some that have been around forever and my, uh john actually mentioned one matt king yep matt i know king. nothing about matt king oh he's really funny he actually grew up with lance burton and it's mac m-a-c m-a-c yeah king. and matt yeah. king would be on those if you go back to the 90s yeah uh mid the late 90s nbc used to have these world's greatest magic specials on once a year usually around thanksgiving Mm-hmm. I only remember that because I was in Japan, but my mother would videotape it for me and send it to me. So, yeah. But I remember that. And Matt King was on that a lot. He was kind of like one of these filler type. Uh-huh. He would come in there before one of the other acts and he would do something. Yeah. So he's a comedy magician. Yeah. His show was, was it was very funny. Yeah. It was absolutely worth the, the, the price, whatever it was, 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, mostly clean. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 again, he's a, a comedy magician. There's some, you can take kids there. There are going to be some sexual jokes they're not going to get. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of them was, uh, he had a, something to do with a box of Fruit Loops. He says, you know what Fruit Loops are? Yeah. Those are Cheerios that lead an alternate lifestyle. <laughs> troll him, troll him, yeah. troll him. Uh, so Matt King, and I'm sorry, where is he now? He was at Harrah's when I saw him. Yeah, I'm I believe sure he's, still, he's still, there. still there. Yeah, I believe yeah. he's still there. Um, and uh, 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 Murray... The magician, yeah, over at the Tropicana. Yes, he's also on the Pawn Stars too. He's, he's on he's Pawn Stars, yes, yes Pawn Stars. Murray, he's the magician, another historian. Yes, historian, yeah. uh, and he also uh, is remarkable for something odd, uh, as is uh, Carrot Top and quite a few of our entertainers. We have a movie here that plays uh, at the airport, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's an instructional video how to go through baggage, or no, how uh, to go through security. Security, TSA. And, and Murray is part of and that Murray's video. part of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, lastly, we have, I believe, and I'm going to probably be corrected uh, quickly by this, but uh, I believe currently the only f- headlining female magician performing right now. Uh, and she was also on the show uh, from our, um, our friend over there in, in L.A., uh, Chris with Faces and Aces podcast, uh, Jen Kramer. Mm. And, uh, uh, and again, she, uh, Chris recommends her. Uh, she had a great interview with him, and uh, I do hear great things about her. But I believe she's the only headlining Where's female. Uh, you know what? I apologize for that. Uh, while, while, while I'm looking that up, um, so the three classics uh, that we uh, uh, have to mention, Lance Burton, yeah. 
Melinda. Oh, Melinda. That was his ex-wife. Melinda, First Lady of Magic. Yeah. Uh, and Siegfried and Roy. Um, uh, th- they were husband and wife, weren't they? I totally forgot yeah. that. Yeah, they were married. Yeah. In fact, so, it was, Darwin told me he was one that she wanted to go become a magician. Because, say, she, she was his assistant. Okay. So she knew how how we did everything, yeah. more or less. And, she, and, and she wanted to get into, uh, I want to have my own show. What should I do? And he says, go out and get a boob job. Right, right. Um, uh, uh, Jen Kramer at the Westgate Hotel. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can go enjoy her. Uh, yeah, uh, and then we had other guys. Remember back then uh, they had uh, Steve Wyrick. Steve Wyrick. And we still get, now and then, uh, around holidays, we get Rick Thomas. Rick Thomas. Mm-hmm. Rick Thomas, who, who uh, the only other person I think, Jen, well, no, Dirk. Dirk Arthur. Dirk Arthur. He had white cats. He had white cats. Yeah. So did Rick Thomas. Uh, lots of white cats. Yeah. Um. Not not as flamboyant, of course, as as uh, old Siegfried and Roy. No. Um. And uh, but they absolutely. And you'll see him sometimes at that hotel. It's it's way south. Uh, Silver. Silverton. Silverton. Thank yes. you. Yep, yes. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Even Kreskin was there. Oh my gosh. At the Silverton. He's no. He's not with us, right? I think he's still alive. Is Kreskin alive? I think he is. Good God. Now, there was a guy there that, among magicians, they didn't like Kreskin. Maybe because, again, part of his act was, hey, I'm really doing this. Right. You know? Right. I'm really reading your mind. Wow, he's considered a magician. Yeah. An American the, magician. Yeah. Uh, he is 84, and he yeah. is absolutely still alive. Yeah. Uh, but, there was um, a movie some years ago that was based on Kreskin. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look that up. It was a good movie. Yes. The and, amazing and something or the yes, great and, something. And he's also, wasn't he a self-appointed debunker? Didn't he go after? James uh, Randi did that. Um, yes. And maybe Kreskin did as well. I, I don't thought know. Kreskin went after uh, Geller. Or was it? It was James Randi. Was it Randi? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All there's right. a documentary on Randi. Okay. On the uh, on uh, Netflix. Netflix. You can get. That's okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Very good. Randi goes after anybody um, who uh, <laughs> uh, of of he he uh, he has a really good book on Nost- Nostradamus, and okay. you are really hard to find a book about Nostradamus that basically says he was full of shit. Oh. Okay. You know, you have all kinds, oh, his prophecies were were true, and this, yeah, some of them were true yeah. that, in later editions that. Right. That came out after the event happened. Well, yeah, that's yeah, it's <laughs> not, not hard. Huh? He went back and rewrote something. Yeah, let me get this right. So, so as I said, all of these that we've mentioned, yeah. uh, both past and present, um, uh, a great deal of respect for them. They're hardworking entertainers. Uh, please, when you come here, um, if you can't get into that, uh, you know, that first show that you want to go to, uh, look at these folks. Yeah. Uh, look at the magic uh, list, and and I swear you're gonna you're gonna love it. Now, a couple on the on the negative side, and it's not really, well, it is negative, but uh, uh, the magic uh, industry um, and the community here in Las Vegas uh, recently uh, uh, lost one of their very yeah, important people. We did. We lost Johnny Thompson. Johnny Thompson. Uh, uh, known as the Great Tom Sony. Great Tom Sony. Yeah. Uh, he not only uh, uh, assisted um, Penn and Teller with their with their Rio efforts, um, but now their show Fool Us. He was one of the consultants and producers there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But and he was a mentor to Lance Burton and many others. Yeah. So he was. In fact, he opened one of Lance's shows. One time I saw Lance. Lance often had a juggler open his show, but he also had a Johnny Thompson sometimes. Okay. As a Great Tom Sony, and so so Johnny's stuff was more or less along the lines of parlor magic, which it was, you know, he wasn't an illusionist. Uh, it was it was smaller venues. Yeah. Um, but among magicians, he was uh, he was highly revered. He was kind of like a professor. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know our our thoughts go out to his family, but Johnny Thompson, uh, and now now on the darker side, 
Yeah. Uh, a magician who, who used to perform at the Paris Hotel. Yeah. Uh, mainly. Uh, was arrested for for something awful. I mean, uh, it was involving child pornography. Uh, but his name is Jan Reuven, or Reuven. Uh, and uh, he he's recently back in the news because not only was he arrested for that and, and uh, pled guilty, but he apparently misunderstood what he pled guilty to. Yeah. And long story short, he thought he was pleading guilty to what he did, and he would do five years. Apparently, it is... Uh, uh, he pled guilty to what he did and up to 30. Ooh. Yes. So he's now trying to back out of his plea. Uh, and this is all in the Las Vegas courts, I believe. Uh, but Jan Reuven, uh, so so not a good guy. Not no. A good guy. Uh, so let's see. All right. We're going to go to a couple of questions here, one of which has to do with magic. Um, sort of. All right. John, you had mentioned Ricky J. Mm-hmm. Have you met him? No, I haven't. No, yeah. I almost had a chance to. Yes. We got a call once at the desk. He was going to come there because he was friends with Robert Goldstein, who was the president. Oh, okay. Yes. And Ricky Jay was going to come to the desk. Yes. And they wanted me to bring him up to Goldstein's office. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ricky Jay and I both uh, learned magic from the same guy, okay. uh, Tony Slidini. Okay. Um, uh, in fact, I had heard Ricky Jay talk about uh, learning from Slidini on an NPR. Yes. So, so I was really excited about having the chance to... To, to tell that to Ricky J. Yeah. Um, but um, Goldstein came down and met him uh-huh. and brought him up to the... I saw him there at the fountain. So, oh, never had it. so no, I didn't get a chance to meet Ricky J. Now, Ricky J... Uh, well, the, this uh, comes from Popo1925 right. off of... Uh, and also, Ricky J Twitter, doesn't tend to, uh, to to fraternize much with magicians. No. Um, I think that he would really enjoy seeing um, Gary Darwin's magic collection mm. of books. Darwin yes. has the largest, at the time, he had a larger magic collection of magic books um, than the Magic Castle. He had 8,000. Oh, my gosh. He had them in every room of his house. Yeah. You know, he had them everywhere. Oh my God, so that's, that's pretty cool. Every and every one of them, he had a he had a, he had a record on on a on a old file. I mean, like a three by five note card, uh-huh. all written in by pencil. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, wow. well before computers, right? That, uh, but uh, Popo one nine two five asked about Ricky Jake, um, and he uh, I'm assuming it's a male. Um, he wants to know: Is it actually true that people like Ricky J? Uh, are are not allowed to gamble in town. They claim to be. They claim to say that they're not allowed to gamble. Yeah. And, and I would think, it, I mean, they're in a they're in a bad situation. Not that they would want to gamble. If yeah. they win, people think they cheated. That's if true. they lose, they say, "Why didn't you cheat?" Or you must not <laughs> right. be a very good cheater, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. had a chance to. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are probably less prominent card mechanics uh, that are on or uh, in or on the black book. Um, Ricky J is not. No, I'm, he's I'm, not a mechanic. Yeah, he's like he's that, not a yeah. mechanic. He's you know uh, he's brilliant. I, I, I can't yeah. even I can't even tell you if you've not seen his work, uh, his card work and his sleight of hand and his close up work. Oh gosh, look him up and and look at and find him. But uh, uh, no, he he's not in the book. Um, is he allowed to play? Uh, they probably would prefer he didn't. 
but he also is not going to. People yeah. like him don't play. The, their life is cards, and they're not going to play at a, a silly table. Now he he'd rather be in movies. You know, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. been in wonderful films, uh, but uh, there are card mechanics that are in the book and that aren't allowed to play. And uh, but uh, I would say celebrities of his of his caliber and stature, uh, nobody cares. He's not going to play. Uh, so hopefully that answers the question. Canadian born 65 asked me a question and I had to look this up. Strangely enough, it's actually happening in the next couple of days. What is today? Uh, we're actually March producing on the 11th. 11th. Um, uh, on the 15th, uh, something is going to happen. But the question is, is there actually a barber shop slash bar opening in town? And at first I, I gave that a snort of disapproval. Yeah. Uh, and I was incorrect in say, in snorting. Uh, there actually is. On March 15th, there is opening at the Cosmo over with my friends over there. Uh, and uh, it is a barbershop slash bar. Now, it's a barbershop first, and then at night it's going to be the bar. Oh, I see. So you don't get drunk and get your hair cut out. Right. It's that not, looks it, great, it's not it? like the girls that used to... We had a topless barbershop. Yeah. And we had uh, girls that would cut your hair in lingerie. Yeah. Uh, all of which have gone by the wayside. Uh, but this one, uh, Cuts and Cocktails. Oh. Opens at the Cosmo, Cosmopolitan, uh, over um, uh, on Las Vegas Boulevard on uh, March 15th. And like I said, they're, they're going to... It's uh, the brief write-up I saw about it, uh, kind of hipster, you know, kind of, you know, uh, really what's happening, what's going on, trying, trying to stay on the pulse. Barbershop. It has... Um, Oh, I don't know. What do they call it? Um, uh, not uh, rockabilly feel to it, yeah. you know. Uh, but then, uh, starting I believe at five p.m. on specific days, it turns into a bar, a speakeasy style bar. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Uh, so Canadian born sixty five. You're absolutely right. I was I was caught off guard with that. So so mm. uh, it's called Cuts and Cocktails over there at the Cosmo. Uh, so rockabilly feel the, uh, the, 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 as long as you don't get a mullet, right? I don't know. I hope they don't have mullets. Yeah. I actually went to a, when I went to Las Radius, there was a guy there. I laughed my ass off. He had a mullet. I took a picture of him. I said, <laughs> this is like, you know, it's like spotting Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the hell has a fucking right. mullet anymore? Oh, oh, I still see him. Do you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand. I don't, I never understood it. You know, the whole Billy Ray look. Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy, remember the concierge desk came one time and holy Christ, he had the most perfect mullet ever. The top of his head, it looked like a, it looked like a, a green at, at Pebble Beach. I mean, it was perfectly layered, <laughs> smooth like that. I said, holy shit. And, and his hair came down past his shoulders, and he just looked like such a complete horse's ass. Yeah. And when he left, I was working there with, with Andrew. Remember yeah. Andrew? I do. And he just said, that dude had a mullet. And I said, no <laughs> shit. That guy had a world-class mullet. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, you know, uh, this was episode 99, the magic episode. Ah. Um, uh, like I said, folks, you know, when you come into town, make an effort to go see those folks. If you like magic and if you like, you know, some hardworking people, um, uh, you know, uh, review what, what, what we said and go see those folks. They do a fantastic job, all of them. Uh, but what's coming up, it's episode 100. 100. Which honestly, it's kind of impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, doing podcasts, everybody makes it seem like it's easy. 
Uh, there's too many of them out now, and I think it's unfair for the podcasting community that aren't celebrities. <laughs> Everybody, Every celebrity now has one, although the celebrities do a fantastic job. I know Alec Baldwin and, and uh, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, they have a Ron Burgundy hmm. uh, podcast oh, now. Uh, so it's a little unfair to us little guys, but... Um, don't kid yourself. Making a podcast is actually kind of hard, uh, but what's really hard is sticking with it. Yeah. And a hundred episodes it. in, uh, uh, I I have a great deal of respect for John, and I think uh, you know we've had a fantastic time. But as we have said for episode one hundred, we are going actually this weekend to um, Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One. We're going to go That's see it. the Little Alien and have alien burgers. John may not make it. No. Um, being a vegan, we're going to see if we can get... Well, they might be green, right? They and could be. They yeah. could be. Or gray. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Uh, like but, an eggplant. But we're going to have some special guests. We're heading over to Area 51, which is actually technically... Uh, the town is Rachel, Nevada. And uh, we're going to um, uh, check out our YouTube channel for that one as well. We're going to have a video and uh, podcast audio. Uh, but that one, along with The Invisible Maybe, is going to launch... On April 2nd, uh, we will have the Invisible Maybe ready for you. And check that one out. It's theinvisiblemaybe.com. You can pre-subscribe now. Check out uh, on all the podcasting uh, areas, but uh, mainly uh, iTunes if you would like to do that, theinvisiblemaybe.com. But the Invisible Maybe and the Pod Bay Door Las Vegas uh, uh, are going to celebrate the 100th and the 1st on April 2nd. Uh, if there's any more announcements, I will be sure to release those between now and then. Uh, but for John, this is Jamie, and we will see you for number 100. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The pod bay door is closed and... Talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.